Uh, Jeremy, do we have you? Yeah. He's sitting back and basking in the glow of our collective wisdom. Can you hear me? No? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. We can we can hear you. Can you hear us? Yeah. All right, that's awesome. Can you feel us? <laughs> <laughs> can you feel Eric, I was I was really holding back doing that exact same lyric. You were doing the same lyric, that's awesome. Oh yeah. episode of the church mag podcast uh we got phil schneider say hello phil hello and jeremy smith Hola. eric die here and in the church mag authors guild we had been talking about some possible church mag podcast uh subjects and phil brought a couple great ideas to the table uh for some personal experiences that are going on at his church and 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 with the release of the of the new iphone and the iphone uh plus six plus Six plus plus six what? Six plus infinity times one or whatever it is, yeah. And uh, so there's kind of this this uh, this dichotomy, this thing going on about always upgrading and always get the latest and the newest, and um, and and that's what Phil's running into. Phil, give us give us a little background information on what's going on, what you're experiencing in the church world or in the church tech world there at your church. Well, I'm getting a little bit of uh, hey, there's a new there's a new product we should upgrade. And or like personally, like, hey, you should upgrade. You've got an iPhone five. You should upgrade. And I, I think we've kind of, I don't know if it's church wide or if it's just culture wide, and so it's kind of seeping into the church. But there's this idea that you have to upgrade if you can. If you can move move past the old, you have to. And uh, I'm all for changing things that don't work. But if something works, I don't see a need to have to change. And I think that's part of the issue is that there's this this impetus, there's this mentality that we have to change, we have to move on. And I, I, maybe maybe I'm wrong. And so maybe I'm coming to you guys asking you, set me straight. Well, I think there's definitely uh, there's an overreact an overreaction. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I guess it would be an overreaction to always needing to get an upgrade and always getting having the latest. Um, you know the the disadvantages, or if you were going to come up with a pro and con list of why you should or shouldn't upgrade, uh, or or get the latest uh, on the con list, there would be, there's a couple things that really jump out to me. The number the, the first one has to do with uh, getting the product correct, getting it right, getting all the bugs worked out of it. Because a lot of times that initial that initial breath of a new upgrade or new product or new OS or, or, or new just about anything, there's always some some initial bugs. In fact, sometimes when I when I upgrade the Church Mag um, uh, WordPress SEO plugin, I wait a few days after they've done an update because almost like clockworks, they have an update to fix the update right afterwards. And I don't want it to break after the first update. I mean, it's just like inherent with upgrades and updates for there to be something initially wrong. And if you can let them kind of work out all the all the kinks and then get it, you're a lot better off. So that's the first one. The second one has to do with price. I mean, we see that when you, when you shop around or you purchase video game consoles. When you buy a video game console right when it comes out, you are paying prime dollar. And you know, if you wait a year or so, it's usually going to be coming down in price. So that's a couple things off the top of my head. And that is reliability of the software or hardware Hardware functioning like it needs to, and the second being price. Um, I think that the other part that comes into all this is what is the motivation behind why you need something new, and the idea of um, upgrading just because you need to upgrade is, in some parts, probably prideful, and the fact that the, the, the fact that you have to have the latest and the greatest, otherwise you can't succeed. I don't know how much of that plays into it. I don't know how much of 
my job of being a therapist I'm bringing into this kind of a thing. But <laughs> the, the fact that the fact that you have to have that kind of thing, I think that there's some mentality behind that. And it's, it doesn't even have to just be the, the iPhone. It can be the fact that you have the sound board in the back that it could be the fact that you have projectors that are only two years old. It could be the fact that your computer that's running everything is currently the minimum uh, product that might be available. And so you're saying, Oh, I could soup this up. I could custom build something great for you. And so I'm just thinking about how the church does a lot of different things that they need the latest Apple TV or Chromecast or just everything that's possibly available. And, and I love the idea of being inventive of trying to use technology to further the mission and ministry, but to have the latest and greatest when a $5 version could be so much better that you could get off Amazon. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I guess I'm a steward person as opposed to a $800 version of what we could do as well. I, I think sometimes when these solutions come out, like you said, the Chromecast, there may have been some some churches that were looking or waiting for a solution to solve their problem. And when that came out, it was like, yes, that's exactly what we need. Let's get that. So again, it all comes down to what you originally said, and that is, you know, what is the motivation behind the upgrade? Phil? First off, Jeremy, uh, I totally agree with the idea of stewarding. I I personally think, and this is, I don't want to be trying to make argumentative. I'm not trying to push back to the pushback, okay? Mm-hmm. But, and it's been a while since we made that joke, so I had to throw that joke out there. It's probably terrible, <laughs> but, you know, I probably should die, but I had to do it. <laughs> I I I think you're a better steward sometimes when you you go for the brass ring rather than go for the cheaper solution. Because like for example, we, we bought um and uh, we we uh we bought a uh, the, the video dongle. What's the real word for that? We've been giggling about this word for a few weeks in my church. What's the word? The video adapter. I, I've heard them called dongles at the Apple version. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. We bought a third party version for our iMac to go to our projector. And then when we changed over to, um, yeah, we changed over to a high def projector and we bought the third party version and we've had some artifacting and we think it's cause it's third party little, little dongle. We saved probably 40, 50 bucks on it, but you know, it's, it's artifacting. So I think that sometimes there's, there's a justification, um, especially when it's a, an in front of the, you know, in, in front of the house kind of situation, you need to go for the brass ring. But I, but I think the stewardship comes in the, in the timing of the purchase, which I think we're calling about, we're kind of all saying that, you know, it's, it depends on, you know, you want to wait, make sure this product will prove itself, make sure that it actually, you know, find out more information, make sure it actually solve your problem and then pull the trigger. Cause that's how, that's how you're stewarding kind of in your waiting and researching. Sure. You also mentioned, and you said it offhandedly, so it's t- totally a rabbit trail, but uh, you said I can um, custom building a computer for the church. Am I the only person, am I, am I snooty here? When I hear custom build a computer, I instantly just recoil in horror of the idea of someone Frankensteining a machine together. Am I, am I, is that me? Yeah. Probably me. Okay, okay. It just terrifies the heck out of me. Well, it, it, it depends. It depends on who's doing it. It's, it depends on a lot of things, I think. There's a lot of factors that come involved. Because I remember back in the day when it came to that, I was all for custom building or at least having having a machine built that you could swap out the pieces. Because, you know, you can make a video card upgrade, right, for less money instead of getting a whole new computer. But I think that I think the computer technology, quote-unquote, game has changed quite a bit. And so I don't know if, if that theory applies as much as it did before. Because, you know, who, who, who does that other than gamers upgrading a video card? 
I mean, other than replacing your RAM, which just about anybody can do on any machine, what what are you going to drop into? What are you going to drop into a machine that you couldn't normally? Well, that, that's my, part of my question. I, I actually, when I was in college, I was toyed with the idea of building my own computer because I thought it'd be kind of fun to to try it and learn it, and then begin to look into it and realized all the issues that can pop up if you buy components that aren't compatible with each other or have slightly different issues or this or that. And then um, getting into, you know, so when, you get, when you think about it, all the software you're going to run, you're building a computer to run software. Well, if the software changes and its needs change, then your computer has to change too. And that might happen on any computer you do. But I feel like if, if, if Johnny builds it and then Johnny leaves the church or whatever, and you've, lo- you've lost your support system in a sense. The demands of software have changed a lot too, Phil. You know, the ability to record and edit video or audio, that has changed dramatically. Even church projection, the the, the size and the power of the machine has, has changed drastically for that as well. The the baseline of, of high-powered machines has, tra- has, has changed a lot. Well, and I know that whenever I would do my own custom builds, it was because I could do the same exact design uh, for the power of what is in a computer for about half the cost. And so... I could put it together. I could maintain it. And I think, Phil, you're definitely right. If if I'm not there to manage it and to upgrade it when it needs to, that's definitely a problem in the whole process. And and I would even agree to the point of, of being a good steward is sometimes buying the best. But if we're talking about upgrade and your soundboard is absolutely perfect, you don't need any more ports, you don't need the digital switch, um, your church is just really running great with that soundboard. But, oh, it looks ugly. Maybe we should get this new fancy shiny one. I think that's when we become really kind of hypocrites in the process of how are we using things, in, including um, to the point of how are how is your pastor promoting phone usage? Is it a matter of whenever you get a new uh, you get could get a new upgrade that you should do that, even though the fact that you might want to spend money on your children, have a vacation, be able to upgrade your house. I think that there is something very specific about the stewardship piece that can start at a large organization within the church, but can get very personal very quickly. And if the values are still, everybody needs to do it because it's so cool and fancy and, and you should just be expected to, then there's something to be said about that culture. And it'd be interesting just to say why that is. So you're, you're putting it, the, that the upgrade culture it needs to be addressed, like from the pulpit, in some degrees, yes, that's interesting. Right, there's a lot of there's some other things that that we need to take into consideration with the the uh, upgrade lust, so to speak. Uh, is is the amount of waste that can occur as well? I mean, you know, we've we've covered on church mag before. You know, the the kind of th- things that other human beings go through in the world, so that we can have a nice iPhone. From the the digging up of the the precious you know minerals for the cell phone to operate, to the labor that goes on in in China to assemble the iPhone. So, in some ways, there's as Christians, there is a personal responsibility to the world to you know hold back and and rein in our need to constantly consume and get the latest upgrade when the the device that's in our hand is is perfectly functional. Yeah, the more the moral quandaries about it are that that this is terrible but honestly sometimes it's it's almost it's hard for me to even factor that in because if if you go if you go there then I feel like 
there's no end to where you can you can chase that rabbit hole down. And not that we shouldn't talk about it, not that we shouldn't put pressure on Apple and other companies to uh, improve their labor practices. But I, I feel like that there's a there's a a moral um, mess that I don't think we can we could possibly find the the end of that tunnel. No, and and I don't. What I what I'm saying is, and the reason why I bring up this point is, I'm using that as one of the catalysts to temper and to you know kind of rein back our our constant need to get the latest upgrade as soon as it comes out. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Like we know that 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 big that big you know can of worms exists. I'm not saying we should open it. I'm saying we should acknowledge that it exists and maybe and 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 use at least use that as one of the instances that holds us all back a little bit from always jumping on the latest and the greatest. Like what's like the new iPhone six came out. Phil, are you getting the upgrade? I am not. not now, why, why aren't you? There are, there are two main factors. Uh, well, I'll go th- we'll, go, we'll go three. First of all, AT&T is changing some of their um, upgrade policies. And so, like, my wife's due for an upgrade, and she's got an iPhone 4S. So she's two, she's like three years behind now. We're going to upgrade hers um, because she's also a um, photographer, and then iPhone 6, the iPhone 5S camera was fantastic, most of the slow-mo stuff, and I want to make sure to get her a better camera so she can do more with, with that easier. Um, and she's her phone's kind of flaking on her anyway. It, it, it is literally, it's messing up. So it's time for her to change devices. Well, AT&T uh, had been... Charging, it, it's weird. You know, it's weird legalese that only multinational corporations can can pull on people. But uh, they are removing a, a discount that's been on our accounts, on everyone's account for like years. Um, that would they discounted your 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 smartphone device, um, you know, usage, and so our bill will go up. Plus, we have to actually pay for her upgrade and this and that and the other thing. So I'm just going to upgrade one device for just, for just for the fiscal reasons. Two, my phone, other than my, my button, my, my lock button's worn out. I'm still under Apple Care, so I can go get that fixed here in the next few weeks. Uh, it works fine. I don't have a, I don't have a need. I don't need a thinner phone. In fact, I'm pretty sure a thinner phone would snap in my gigantic Hulk hands. Um, uh, I don't, I don't need a better device. Um, my phone was sufficient for all of my needs. In fact, with my job, my phone sits at my desk most of the day. So I've come, I'm kind of in this this weird window that if the iPad had been out the year I got my my iPhone, I may not have bought an iPhone. I may have bought an iPad instead and kept my flip phone because. I don't use my phone throughout the day, but I can use my iPad. I can walk around my classroom and use it as like a little clipboard or as a little note-taking device and, and walk around my room and doing, doing that as a, as a teacher. But, but in my classroom setting, my phone is mostly unused for eight hours a day. And then the third thing, for a factor in there, the third thing is I do want an iPad. So I am, like Jeremy said, I am, I am not going to upgrade the phone in favor of upgrading better things, other things in my life. Going from no iPad to an iPad. Now, the way you've outlined that, that makes total sense to me. I mean, you've rationalized it. You've, um, you know, it, it, there, there's no, you, you've really thought this through. And I think that that is really important and a real key. And I think that's just it, is that there isn't a absolute answer to the question of upgrading because it varies from app to hardware to device. I mean, it, it just... It, Every situation is a little bit different, whether it be you're purchasing something for the church, whether you're purchasing something for yourself, whether I'm purchasing something versus what Jeremy's purchasing. Now, what about you, Jeremy? Are, are, are you making an upgrade? What, what are your thoughts on, on this? Um, no, I'm not. And I'm still on the iPhone 4S. And so 
I'm leagues behind everybody else. In fact, my 4S was actually the first smartphone I ever bought. So I didn't even jump on the iPhone bandwagon until late into the game. And, and I think that really in all of this, as we're talking about this, I think that the one thing that we're trying to say, but we haven't said is that in some ways the iPhone, even everything that has to do with Android is a status symbol and, and what does that mean for us is the fact that every seminary college student out there buying an, an Apple laptop just so they can go into the classroom and surf Facebook mean that that's the greatest thing that they probably should have done with their money? Probably not. Are they doing it because of a status symbol? Very possibly. And I think that the difficulty in all of this is why are we spending the money that we're spending the money? And what's the what's the real true purpose and motivation behind everything? And I think in a large, large part, what we do is because it's a status symbol. I think that yeah. uh, everything that Apple does is they charge an extra 50% just because, hey, look, we're cool, we're hip, we're fighting against the man. Even though they're the number one organization <laughs> in the world, they still have that mentality of we are beating back the man. That, that 1984 commercial still technically applies. And, and I think that a lot of people try to purchase that status instead of actually living out a life they should. I'll tell you what, Apple's going to have to readjust some of their approach when Microsoft finally folds, because that is, for them, that's the man. Mm-hmm. And that's going to have, they're going to have to change some of the marketing appeal there. I think I want to, I want to anecdotally support something you just said, Jim, about the status symbol. One of my friends was at a uh, pastor's, it was a conference or a pastor's um meaning of some kind and he's there with macbook pro and he's a web designer i mean he's a, he's a pastor he does web design he does photo and video he's he's very creative very skilled and he's sitting there in this room and looking down at all these youth pastors with macbook pros and he's like what are you doing with a macbook pro and some of these guys have better a better computer than he has like, you know, they have like the souped up model. And he's like, you're using Facebook, maybe Keynote, probably PowerPoint, because that's how you could, you know, that's the kind of person you are. <laughs> what are you, you're going to surf the web on this incredible device that you've purchased for no discernible reason other than the fact that it looks sweet and you had to have the best model. But yeah, that's that. I totally agree. That's that's where I think it's it's beyond it's beyond sick. Because if your if your church bought it for you, in my opinion, it better be practical use every day. Because that's that's church money. It better be a practical tool. Now, if your church wants to buy you a MacBook or a MacBook Air, like the low end model, like our, our church uh, has helped our pastors. I think it's been a split situation. They've split the cost, but they help them buy. Um, uh, previously owned MacBooks. It's a, it's a Bible college that sells uh, MacBooks that it used to use uh, in their in their program, and so they've gotten some MacBooks, and MacBook Pros that way. But they're they're like half the price, and the church and the staff split it. I think it's a perfect system. But if your church is buying you a laptop, they better be buying you one that that matches your skill level and mm-hmm. your. And I mean, not that you can't learn, but don't be buying the top end model when all you're going to be doing is maybe maybe you're going to use Evernote on your laptop too. I mean. Come on. Right. Well, you know, the, the other day at church, someone asked me what would the best computer would be to purchase. Like, what was the highest quality machine they could purchase? And I said, well, you know, it depends on what you're going to use it for. Because if you're just going to use your computer to check Facebook and do a, a few things online for a few hours every day, buying a Mac is may, may not be your wisest choice, you know, because... 
even after five, six, seven years, it's going to be outdated. Even if you never, even if you never boot it up, it's going to be automatically outdated. So unless you're going to be using it day in and day out, or doing like you said, highly, you know, you know, more intense work, you know, editing video, these kind of things, then then you would want to consider getting a Mac. But if you're just going to be surfing on the web and doing some basic things, then Look at some of the PC options. You know, look at look at look at some Dells. Look at some uh, uh, some some ASUS machines. You know, start looking at those other channels and and save yourself some money. But if you're going to be using it every day, like like someone like myself, I use it for at least eight hours, if not more, every day. So I need that quality. Otherwise, what I have found is that the cheaper computers they quit working, and so I lose more money. You know, and so you just really have to you really just have to weigh that out. Like like you've said, See, I want to okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate to my this discussion I, I initiated. OK, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Phil. You're devil. You're wait a minute, Phil. You're devil advocating yourself. Oh, yeah. This is this is the, this is the level of thought I put into things, people. I play Keanu Reeves against myself. This is incredible. It's a deep cut. I hope someone got that joke. It's a deep cut. Anyway, uh, with the with the recommendations for computers, I get asked the same thing all the time. I only recommend Mac. And, and, and I, I give the caveat, caveat, if you're not going to use your computer a lot, then I question you need from, for a computer. There's places you can go and use a computer once a week. You can go to a library and use one for free. Uh, it saying, if you're just going to get your email, you just go to the library. Get a, get, get a, use a computer there for free and use your email. Mm-hmm. Because for me, uh, Windows computers, I have not seen a Windows computer on the market that isn't crap. Now, I know that's super snoo- snooty. I know. I'm going to get some hate mail for that one. Phil, Phil, I, Phil, Phil, I'm, 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 go- I'm going to disagree with you at that. It, okay. Well, now I have a caveat of my <laughs> pushing you back. Okay, here, here's the thing. I have, I have used for quite a few years, I have used the Dell XPS line for both laptop and desktop. And I have been more than impressed with the quality of hardware that they have for what they're used for. You know, I've used them heavily and they have fared very, very well compared to other brands. They have not gone that, that has not gone very well, but with the Dell XPS line, I have personally just me have experienced with both portable and desktop, great quality, etc. Now what's, what's the price point on that? On that? The price point is, is far less than, than a Mac. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mac was like double. Also, one thing that that uh, and I probably should write a blog post on this about the difference between shopping for a Mac and shopping for a PC is is that you can't compare processors and RAM because the Mac is just less intensive. It doesn't need as much. So you really right. literally are comparing apples and oranges. Yes. Pun really not intended, but it's there. Take it or leave it. <laughs> my put my pushback with that is is that I know how to keep my computer maintained. I run. This, I run the the uh, the, the spy bot junk. I, I clean it up. I run maintenance on it regularly. That sort of thing. So I'm constantly keeping it in shape. Like Clockworks, I would run you know spyware junk. Right. My friends that ask me help with their computer, I get on there and I'm just like, what did you click yes on? Because yeah, exactly. there's so much crap loading, and so. I can totally see why you would say that, Phil. So th- there's my pushback with the caveat. you got to know what you're doing. Yeah, well, you know, and that, that's probably a, a huge factor because – and see, what my point and, and rec- my recommendation is, is based in that context, which I, I guess I should have given. People who ask for recommendations or don't know how to use computers. 
You know, if you know how to use a computer, like Jeremy's not going to ask me what to buy. He knows what to buy. He, and he can, he can, whatever he buys, he's equipped to take care of. So most people ask me are asking from that context of, hey, whatever I buy, you're my new, you know, tech support. <laughs> and so I say you buy a Mac or, or, or to me, buy a tablet. Like I've begged my mom for years. Mom, stop buying laptops. Stop buying crappy PC laptops. Please buy a tablet. Please, mom, buy a t- buy an Android tablet. If you don't want to buy an Apple tablet. Now, now she's going to buy a Surface, Phil. Now she's going to buy a Surface. And she will not only have followed your orders, but you will still have a problem. You know what? I got a friend, though, who, who swears by his Surface. And he has, and he's a smart guy. And he's, and he, again, he's this kind of guy. He's really smart. He's using it probably for his office on there and email and internet. And he just thinks it's perfect. And yeah. if that's all you use is office internet, then the Surface is perfect for you. Most people, most people are saying that the Surface Three is probably the best tablet out there. So, I think that a lot of what this comes down to is really what's your true motivation. And we can sit here and talk about this a lot. But I've sat there with pastors who said, "Yeah, but the Mac is so easy to use. Really, it, it it's easier to use, but I wouldn't say it's so easy to use because it's complicated as well. Oh, but you don't get viruses really because you hit yes on a lot of things that you don't even read. Oh." Yeah. But but it integrates so well in all of the systems. Yes, you can integrate a lot of stuff. The, the technology is caught up. I think a lot of what it comes down to is I want to be a fanboy, too. And really, they're not willing to say that. And so they're going to spend the $4,000 on the laptop so they can surf the Internet, as we're all saying. And... Yeah. No matter how much you try to say you don't need to spend the money, they're going to spend the money. And I really think that technology is what enhances the sinfulness or the the authenticity of everybody, whether it's on social media, whether it's buying products, whether it's using the, the technology you're using. And I think that, that just truly comes out. And six months later, sure enough, you can have that conversation and say, so are you using it for more than just video production once a week? Because you don't need anything more than a very basic laptop to do video production once a week. Well, no, I guess not. Yeah, okay. I, I agree. I've, I haven't seen that blatant of a, you know, uh, upgrade. Uh, when do you think of it? When do you think of that term for this Up- upgradeism? You know, or uh, upgrade itis? I'm not sure if we want to call that a, an inflammation, but um, upgrade lust. Upgrade lust. Okay. The the other pushback I'm getting, the other or the I've heard or uh, the, from people and whatnot, is that you know your smartphone, your 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 phone provider generally works the the because most people most companies are subsidizing the cost of the, of the devices, either phones or tablets, and and your your subsidy is being paid back over the course of your phone bill, and so if you don't upgrade within the you know when your upgrade is due, you're paying you're giving them free money because they're not going to lower your bill. You paid your phone off. They're not going to do that. They're going to keep charging you because they're not calling it a subsidy repayment, but that's what it is. And so that's that's kind of the the other angle that I've heard is that when you hold on to your phone and you don't upgrade it, you're basically giving away free money. So here's a great question for you guys: At what point do you stop giving away free money and end up giving away at least you know, you're going to pay? So do you pay for the phone you already have, or do you go ahead and get the new phone and then just pay more for the new? Did I break the podcast? Clearly you did. No, I don't think that's, I I think that's a no brainer answer, Phil. I mean, you know, you don't just keep 
paying on your old phone, then I guess you go for the upgrade. Well, then, well, so the, well, okay. So that, that's kind of where I'm at. Cause my, my upgrade, yeah, if you're due and you do have a fairly old, old, um, iPhone, you know, and you're still like on iOS six and there's no way you can get iOS eight, you know? Oh yeah. I think that's when you told, if you've got a three GS, you upgrade, <laughs> you upgrade and then you get smacked for holding on to a three GS this long. But like for me, I've, I've got an iPhone five. It's only been 20 months or 22 months since I got it. Um, but my, my upgrade is here. And so I can keep paying this hidden subsidy repayment cost or I can upgrade and end up paying more per month because that's what Apple's going to do now. Pay more per month and pay for my upgrade to a phone I don't really need. Oh, I see. So, I mean, how much more are you talking per month? There's, there's, there's layers here. That's what I'm trying to get into. There's, there's a lot of layers to this. Yeah. Well, well, how much more would it be per month? That's what, that is what AT&T is not really throwing out there too heavily. I, I think they're going to be removing a $15 discount. Um, now, they don't. The, the, I've not seen it where it's de- delineated. Is it an account discount or is it a phone discount? Meaning that if my wife upgrades and I upgrade, is that is that 30 bucks a month we're losing or just 15 total for the whole account? Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, if it's 15 for the whole account, well, then I might upgrade next year, you know, in, in early part of next year. Okay, we, we, have, we have to conclude this because we just keep going round and around. And there's like this caveat and that caveat. And I think that, I mean, it's definitely a good point and something that you would want to consider, Phil. I mean, if yeah. w- with the increase in the price. Again, though, we're looking, you're, you're again, Phil, looking at it tactically at your specific situation. And I think that, you know, as we've looked at upgrading your, your smartphone, upgrading your pastor smartphone or a laptop or a new soundboard or whatever, I think the bottom line, and we've all touched on it, is examine your heart. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Is this the best that we can do for the kingdom of God? And if you can say without a shadow of a doubt in the eyes of God and say, yes, this is the best thing that we can do for the kingdom of God, then by all means, do it. Otherwise, forget about it. And let's not limit this just to church budgets. Let's take this individually with your own personal budget. Because every college student, every family person, everybody out there needs to also hold to this. It's not just a church thing. Yeah, let's, let's put it like this. Examine your heart. Are you, is it upgrade lust? Examine your wallet. Does it make fiscal sense? You know, are you using a device that's, that's causing inefficiency and it's, it's, you need to upgrade? And then lastly, because uh, well, there's some people who don't want to change because they don't want to change. Mm-hmm. And they might, financially, it might be that, okay, look, your heart is telling you not to upgrade, but your wallet and your inefficiency is telling you it's time to, to change. Right. Like, yeah. I would like to be, I would like to get, like, an iPad mini or um, an iPod as a companion device, right? And because I'm not going to do, the, I'm not going to do the smartphone thing because I'm already connected too much. And um, my wife told me that... Amazon is coming out with a small tablet. It's almost like a, an iPod. It's a six-inch tablet thing for like only a hundred bucks. Oh wow! And yeah, I know, right? And so deep down, I'm like, yeah, but I want notes to sync, and I want this, and I want that. Right, and then right. I'm like having to do this whole heart thing. Like, well, you know, I mean, my my kids have been using the Amazon Kindles, and they drop them, and they do all this like rough stuff, and they just keep 
They just keep working. Their most like durable tablet thing I've ever seen. When you compare that to like an Apple device, which is yeah. which tends to be a little bit on the fragile side, it's like, well, let's 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 really think this through and make a yeah. uh, a clear, honest choice, and not just be like, oh, but it's Apple, you know? I mean, right? Come on. Let me end this with another wrench in this whole process. The best financial decision you might be able to make is to upgrade and your heart is still in the wrong place and you could still be making a terrible decision because you're still having that pridefulness even though it's the best decision. And I think that we can still make the right decision for the very, very wrong reason. And I think that we need to truly examine everything that we have to say because someone could be listening to this and saying, well, technically I'm in the right because everything I everything you said is true for me. So I can be, go ahead and upgrade this and show it off to everybody I see because I'm just that special. And you're probably still in the wrong. Wow. Tell what, you give one guy a job counseling and he just... He brings it all together. <laughs> I know, right? This is this is heavy, Jeremy. I've got to go teach a class on Spanish here in about t- about twenty five minutes, and I'm tearing up, man. <laughs> heavy stuff. All right. So, so what's the what's what's the boom shakalaka with upgrade? Upgrade lost. Uh, I think that the boom shock lock is whatever you do, uh, wh- whether you upgrade or you don't upgrade, do it for the glory of the Lord. Jeremy, what's your boom shock lock? I don't think I can top that one. Okay, fine. It's hard. It's hard to top paraphrase scripture. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and top. Go ahead and top St. Paul, Jeremy. Go ahead, Jer- buddy. Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy and I second what Phil said. Boom shakalaka. He's on fire. Have I ever told you guys that when I text now, half the time I try to press the, the period button, I press the letter B, and or, or and so I was texting my boss. My boss is a lady, and she's a very nice lady. First oh of all, oh my gosh, very nice lady. And I texted her and I was like, yeah, well, that's how it goes sometimes. Whatever. See you tomorrow, B. And, <laughs> and I was trying, and I texted her, holy crap, no, I was trying to, I hit the B on action. I'm, I'm not being slang. I'm not. Okay, no, I quit. So it was just, <laughs> yeah, it not good times. <laughs> the Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on Buzzsprout.com. 